Welcome, everybody who might be tuning in. This is Titanomaki. Titanomaki. Titanic. I'm Brad. I'm Hayden. And we're here to talk about the new TV show, Titans. I'm sorry, but you started this like a game show host, and I really am trying to. And come on down! (laughs) Who's ready to talk about a shitty TV show? And there it is. What's going Uh, on, y'all? We're going to be talking about the new Titans TV show. All right, well, if you listen to episode zero, which uh, will be put up at the same time as this, you know we love Teen Titans. Episode zero is just us talking about how much we love the Teen Titans cartoon and talking about how we respect the comics and are neutral to bad on every other Teen Titans adaptation. But uh, we tried to go into Titans with an open mind, and at least based on the first episode, it didn't go so hot. Like, we tried. We tried to like it, and even going in, even with like within like the first ten minutes, we're like, oh, do we have something to talk about here like is this show worth talking about yeah and then it hit like the first quarter mark and we're like yep we sure do uh uh fucking in the first episode the moment that we knew like oh this this show isn't good is uh raven's mom for no real reason gets brutally shot through the fucking head it's just <laughs> it's like, so unprecedented a, there's no reason yeah. for it at all. Yeah, and I like, think another the, thing was just the really poorly shot, poorly choreographed fight scene with Dick Grayson. Or yeah, Robin, it, I'm sorry. Yeah, R- Richie Grayson. Richie Grayson, a, as we're going to call him here. As we're going to call him here, because he's not... They, there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, for those of you who may have tuned into episode zero, you already know, we love the Teen Titans cartoon. Uh, really big fans of, strangely enough, at least for me, I really like uh robin and raven hayden really loves raven and beast boy not in terms of pairings i mean in terms of pairings yes but like just in terms of characters yeah we both love cyborg and he's not here he's not our boy i miss cyborg i do too it's not the team really is weird without him and uh it's well if it goes by the show's way of doing things it'll probably end up with robin dating starfire and uh raven dating beast boy which again will just be serious dating not serious yeah so so kind of predictable but who knows we have no fucking clue this show immediately kind of went off the rails of what i thought it would be you know they had an idea they had an idea of what they wanted to do with this episode and you could tell especially with the way they were writing raven's portions and you're like yeah or rachel in this because rachel is her earth name in the comic so i will give them that that they stuck with that I will give them that. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Fine. They had they a call- story. What? Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt terribly, but um, <laughs> they also call Starfire Coriander's, which oh, yeah. is uh, based on her comic name Coriander. So they're they're they they've got a they've at least got a sheet of facts from the comics that they're reading. <laughs> Ryuji, quiet. Ryuji agrees. My dog has a lot to say about this series as well. Indeed. Go on. Go on. I he apologize for interrupting. Dog. I just wanted to. Toss that in. <laughs> it's all good but yeah on that same vein like they are they are touching upon some things and you could tell what they wanted to do with this series but as right. soon as you get to dick grayson it uh, it's just a mess and then it's... they introduce starfire about midway through and there's that <laughs> It's a cut in the episode at about the 22-minute mark that makes it seem like they definitely planned for uh, this to be shot in such a way that it would be, like, half-hour episodes. And then they were like, no, actually, it's going to be, you know, hour-long 
episodes because at the 22 minute mark is roughly when most shows end if it's like a half hour show for commercial breaks yeah it's it's um it's really odd that it it was cut like that um and starfire's bit just feels so unrelated yeah and what i think is that maybe they wrote it to be like 24 episodes how many episodes do we have is it 12 we have we have 11 episodes is it 11 okay then I think they were probably planning to 22 to 24 episodes then with the way it was cut. But then they were only greenlit for a certain amount of, like, for, like, 11 to 12 episodes. So they had yeah, to like- combine their scripts. And honestly, that's how it feels. It The way the first episode is paced, going back and forth between Raven to Robin to... I'm just going to call them by their actual names because F this show. Uh, to yep. Starfire, it's just so confusing, and it makes the show feel very disjointed, and you can tell the writers were scrambling to make it coherent, and it's not coherent at all. Yeah, I, I actually want to show you a show called uh, Heroes from the mid-2000s. I, I love that show. It. Oh, you did watch it? I have it. Okay, watched yeah, that then... show. Save the cheerleader, save the world. I love that Yeah, like show. that, it, they seem to cut it like it's heroes, where they keep cutting between different actions. Like, they'd cut between, like, Peter Petrelli, mm-hmm. and then, like, they'd cut to what Hiro Nakamura's up to, and then they'd cut to, like, what Siler's doing. But I liked that. Yeah, well, that felt cohesive, because you're like, alright, what's going on in the world? Um, At the very least, this first episode felt a little odd, because it's like, um... Well, the only thing that really happens is that Rachel and Robin are interacting, and then you just cut immediately to, uh... Germany, where uh, Starfire is, so it yeah. just feels like, oh, it's it probably would have benefited from like cutting to, I don't know, Cyborg, I know. like Cyborg <laughs> in, in some other part of the country. I miss Cyborg. Ugh. Um, he would have or, been or, like, so Beast poor- Boy instead. He would have been so poorly written, though. Let's be real. Yeah, but like Beast Boy coming in the last like minute or two minutes of the episode also feels like I get you probably should have just like maybe done. Uh, Raven and Robin in the first episode and then did like a Beast Boy and Starfire second episode yes. or like you know like a cyborg again cyborg <laughs> I, I'm, we're I'm, never I'm we're never gonna start never gonna harping on that. that because ugh, he's I miss him I miss him as well I'm probably but gonna like, go rewatch right. the cartoon after this please do uh, so let's actually talk about what happens in the episode okay. for people who haven't watched you um we encourage you to watch along uh you know, in your own way. It'll make this, this show podcast. make sense. And it'll just make us sound like we're not crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, if you also... Because I do this for um, plugging my sister's podcast, The Orville Will Be Cancelled. I only watched two episodes of The Orville. Uh, the first one and the last one of season one. I just listened to her talk about it, and it seemed like a much more fun and entertaining experience than actually sitting down and watching Seth MacFarlane's shitty Star Trek ripoff. <laughs> I, I think it's perfectly fine to just listen to a podcast. I'm sorry, did you did you watch the Orville and like it or do you know no, somebody who likes it? I I've never even heard of it. It's not great. Like they they go for reference just to very quickly talk about it cuz I I uh I actually was a guest on the last episode talking about um the season finale. They find this world that like it cuts I think like every time it comes out of like orbit because it goes into like this other dimension and then it comes back every 24 hours or so. Yeah. And they can go and be on the surface for like a day or like an hour or two before it cuts away again for a couple hundred years. Okay. So like they go on the planet and they're in like caveman times. Coincidentally, they all look like humans. It's of course lazy. 
Uh, they go there, and then the one medical officer lady, who is Seth MacFarlane's love interest and ex-wife, uh, heals a kid. They come back in, like, 500 years, and she's, like, worshipped as a deity. And then she, like... Uh, and then later, she comes back, and uh, they see that it's no longer caveman, caveman times or, like, Greek times or whatever... It's very it's very vague on when it's supposed to be because Seth MacFarlane doesn't understand history. They come back and it's like medieval Europe. It's medieval Europe and they all worship her as like their Jesus figure. Okay. And then she tries to be like, no, I'm not like a God figure. And then she tries to get the Pope of that time to like reveal this. And then like the Bishop betrays him when he's about to reveal it. And then they come back and they're like, everyone believes in this medical officer. And it's supposed to be like blatantly like, wow, religion is dumb in like modern society where like, the only religions that exist on this alien world are based around her. Which, by the way, they have a statue of her, despite the fact that the only person that saw her the first time was this little girl who apparently gave a photorealistic depiction of her to have on, like, all these iconography. And then it's this really <laughs> weird, like, wow, all this religion is bad. And then they send this robot down that's known to be a misanthropist to sure? uh, be, like, to, like fix their civilization for a few hundred years and i'm like expecting the robot to come back and just have either killed everybody because he hates humans or do have like like raised this society to like rise up against all of the humans that he's been working with and no they just come back and they're like yeah we've gotten over religion we don't need religion we've evolved past that and also their technology is way better than what like the orville has and they don't they don't do anything about it like they're just like oh cool it's all fixed now Oh, and wait. they don't bother to get like the new technology or anything like that. This it's, sounds it's incredibly super, dumb. This sounds so familiar. I feel like you said that, and I feel like I'm having flashbacks now. <laughs> hey, I, I've if seen you this have, episode. It's, it's oh terrible. my god! I've seen this episode. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, if you have I know time, exactly to, what you're talking about. Oh my god! If you have time to go and like listen to my sister's podcast, the Orville will be canceled. That's that's what it's called, okay. and they've made it blood packed. Her and her friend Greg, who run it to watch until the show is canceled <laughs> so that's where you got the it. idea for yeah yeah podcast. a little bit that's where i got titanomaki uh because we're gonna watch this until titans is canceled which i i give it i give it like two three seasons i mean yeah i give it two seasons that's my bet all right well we'll see i'm i'm really curious then okay but let's actually talk about the show we're here to talk about yeah, i was gonna say i'm um, like dude <laughs> We are 10 minutes in. All right. Yeah. Okay. So if you, if you want to hear us actually talk about Teen Titans for an extended period of time, go back to episode zero where we literally talk about it for two hours. Yeah. It's, it's quite something. But all right. Titans. I mean, uh, do you want to start? You have the notes I sent you, right? Yes. Of, like, I sure what do. Actually happened in the uh, episode. You, you start us off and then I'll riff off of you. All right. So uh, Rachel Roth, who is Raven, is haunted by dreams slash visions of Dick Grayson's parents dying in a circus, which, like, you see on the prompt, it's the Flying Graysons, which is what their circus troupe is called, and when they start falling down, the flying in the Flying Graysons goes out to indicate oh, to you, yeah. no, they're not flying anymore, they're falling down. They're, fa- they're as the if, like, you Falling didn't, Graysons. Uh... As if you didn't fucking, like, get it. Like, there's no reason for that to be Honestly, a big, like, the only reason they put that in is to give Raven and Robin, I'm sorry, I'm calling them by their names, you're gonna have to deal with it. I know we agreed to call them Rachel and Richie. Um, it's okay. But, screw it. 
But the only reason they added that dream sequence in is really to give them something to riff on later on in the episode. And to give them some kind of connection. I don't have a lot of issue with that. So no, much I the don't. Way shot. The way it was shot and the, the fact that that opens the series was super weird to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I also think, like, her being like, yeah, this is cool at the beginning. Uh, again, it might just be, like, we're used to the cartoon Raven, where, like, she would see the circus and be like, what the fuck is going on? And then see them die. Whereas here, she's like, wow, it's the trapeze act. And then she's like, oh, no, they're dying. And it's <laughs> oh, like, what no. the fuck? What the fuck? Why are... Raven is, like, Rachel Roth is deeply into this, like, circus act. Yeah, and she was, like... So, like, mesmerized, like, wow. She's very, she's played up to be very young in this. Yeah, she's, like, maybe 15. Yeah. And um, I don't mind that. I don't mind her being younger at all. And I, I kind of like her character. The way her powers are portrayed is really weird. The way her powers are portrayed is weird. I, I think her character, in a better, if it was better written with, like, better supporting characters, it would be better. Yeah, honestly, uh, it would I be think. be fine, rather. I think she has potential in this series uh, to be an interesting character. Everyone else is just kind of falling flat for me. Yeah, and I would maybe agree. it's just because I've always been really invested in Raven's character, no matter how she's really written. Like for some reason, I've always vibed with that character. So yeah, I'll kind of I'm interested how she's going to be written. But everyone else is just so lame to me so I'm, far like she's not great i'll be i'll be super real she's not great in this series but she's the most relatable and like she's the best written character and that's saying a lot in this show i'm concerned if only because i think like at the very least the way that i like raven um the scene where she's the most raven like obviously is probably the one where she's talking to her mom at breakfast yeah and she's like you, you forgot the milk and then like that like, she doesn't, she's a lot more, like, just sort of a scared kid for most of it, which I'm concerned is going to be the whole first season, is just her going between scenes going, I trusted you, I feel betrayed, I and feel, that's just all that she's doing. I feel what they're going to do is they're going to write her similarly to what they did with Tara in the cartoon, where it's just like, I trusted you to do this, I trust, like, she is scared and confused, puts a lot of trust in this one person and gets betrayed. Mind you, Tara in yeah. the cartoon is Great. I love how she's written. I think she's oh, yeah. a wonderful, well-rounded character. She makes sense. But I feel like they're going to cheapen that in this series with Raven. Yeah, I, I'm really, especially because everybody's so much older, I'm scared that they're just going to um, make it so that she's basically just there to scream and get kidnapped and get in trouble. Yeah, they're going like to write her like the child. Yeah, but she's the kid. Uh, we also haven't been fully introduced to Beast Boy yet, so I'm interested to see how those two are going to riff on each other being the younger ones in the series. Yeah, I mean, all right, uh, before we get into more of our thoughts on that, let's talk more about what the plot. The hell happened. <laughs> um, so after she sees them, uh, them being Dick Grayson's parents, fall down and die, she screams, she wakes up, she's in her bed, and her mom comes in and she's... Uh, as you noted, wearing a bad wig. Oh. Um. Yeah, okay. I don't know why they decided to put this woman in a wig, but it's so obvious. And I've watched a lot of bad movies lately. I specifically yeah. went over to my friend's place to go watch this movie called Shark Exorcist. 
If you haven't, for those listening, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, please do. It's terrible. It is the worst movie I have ever seen. And that is, it's, all the actors are porn stars and you can tell and it's hilarious. I was laughing the entire time. So I've seen a lot of bad movies lately. And I was expecting a little, yeah, I was, that's what I was coming back to, I was coming back. Uh, I expected a little more production quality for a show that probably has a good amount of budget. This, I am so baffled. I know cosplayers who pull off wigs, like new cosplayers who pull off wigs better than this. This wig just looks like a party city brown wig that they slapped on her and went, yeah, now you look like a mom. I'm actually curious as to how much budget this actually got, because, I mean... This is just a normal thing for shows like this, but I mean, it looks like the it has the same filters as uh, Man of Steel did on the footage where everything is super gray the whole time. Yeah, they definitely have a quite heavy filter on this, or the lens they were using is like weird. I don't think there was a single sunny day in how this was filmed. Like it's <laughs> They're in Detroit. <laughs> I mean, they're in Detroit, but she's also outside of Detroit. Like, Rachel's outside of Detroit. She's in, like, some suburb or some small yeah, town. Yeah, no, Rachel's right? not even in Detroit. Where was she? Yeah. Like, I, she was in, like, some town, I think, in Ohio or something like that. Uh, yeah, probably. Point be- yeah, it, does, it doesn't matter. Um, Sorry. The point is that it's all gray all the time. Everywhere they go, there can be no joy in this show. Um. So she wakes up. Her mom's there. Her mom starts telling her to pray. Her mom leaves the room. Uh, Rachel tells her to leave the light on, and then you see she's got, like, fucking 50 crucifixes on her door trying yeah. to pray the Trigon away. Pray the which, Trigon again, away. As as we noted, it's very odd. I've never actually known Christianity to be brought up in the context of Trigon. I feel I, like I it may have been devil. probably somewhere in the comics, but I've not yeah. read them ex- extensively enough to know. It's very... I'll just say it's odd for it to be, like, we know it's Trigon. We know for a fact it's going to be Trigon. Unless they just say Satan, which, whatever. Which I'll take issue with, but this show is already strange enough, so I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's something where it's like, all right, this is like a fantasy monster, and then you're bringing in Jesus. It's it's just weird. Yeah, okay, can we also know, speaking of, like, Trigon and, like, For those of you who know Teen Titans and who know, like, the actual story of how Raven was born, uh, Raven's mother was part of a cult. Uh, She was chosen to, like, have sex with Trigon to, like, make a baby or whatever. And to the cult, that's, like, a great honor. So her mom has sex with Trigon and then, like, regrets it because she finds, like, it some shit and is super traumatized by it hates raven that's the long and the short of it but what i find interesting is they say like after rachel's mom gets shot or whatever later in the episode um they're like that's not your mother but what i find confusing about that is they show her taking like antidepressants or something i can't remember if they explicitly showed what kind of pills she was taking Oh, she's taking pills and drinking wine. Yeah, she was washing down her pills with wine. And then she pulls up her shirt and she has, like, claw marks. So you're led to believe, especially if you know the comics and you know about, like, the cult of Trigon and shit like that. Then that leads you to believe that that is her mom who, um, like, Trigon, like, fucked or whatever. 
There's no yeah, other I mean, nice way to say that. Maybe there's like a deleted scene where like Raven, because Raven's got this like evil Raven inside her that's like always telling her to do fucked up shit. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe she clawed her in like a deleted scene, but you don't get that from the episode. Uh, but you sure don't. Moving forward, <laughs> moving forward on the story. Um, so Raven talks to her mom, or Rachel talks to her mom, and she's like, "Hey, you forgot all this crap for groceries," and then her mom is like. Yeah, sorry about that. Her mom is also a nurse. It's there's nothing about Azeroth in here. There's not any implication of that. Not um, yet, at Rachel, least. I'm kind of holding out hope. Yeah, we we might see that. Uh, Rachel's then like, I feel this darkness inside me. There's all this stuff going on, and her mom's like, just pray, just pray. And then uh, pray the trigon Rachel, away with me. <laughs> pray the trigon away with me. And then Rachel knocks her mom away. Uh, with her dark power saying you're lying or something like that because she uh oh yeah because she's like you're scared of me i can feel you being scared of me i have she doesn't say i have empathic powers but that's but that it's implied and if you know raven at all then like it's like oh okay that's her empathy powers or whatever yeah, yeah. so then we cut away to Richie grayson for a little while we come back uh rachel comes downstairs uh crazy cult guy who is shaved head is like oh this isn't your mother do you think she's just some whore and then he shoots and kills her oh go ahead do you think he was meant to represent like the comics version of brother blood like how brother blood like worships trigon do you think he was maybe meant to represent that i i don't think it was brother blood because he's trying to stop trigon yeah i just think i just found it to be a weird parallel it, yeah, I could see that. It's very odd because he says this isn't your mother, and then he's like, I don't know if he's trying to get her to turn evil in that moment so he can kill her, but he like kills her mom for really no reason. Uh, she's not a threat. No, she's just a lady. <laughs> like this guy's like basically just the biggest idiot ever because he comes in, he could just shoot Rachel. Like it probably wouldn't be that hard. And the mom, even if he just wanted Rachel to come with him so he could do like the weird ritual thing that he does later, yeah, he could have just said, "You come with me, or I kill your." Mom, also, like, she says, I loved you. I loved you since you were a baby right before uh, he kills her. So, like, we don't really know who this lady is. Uh, point being, we have no idea what this guy's plan is because he's, like, um, he wants to stop Trigon from coming in. So he's trying to get rid of Rachel. But he is going about it in, like, the strangest ways that would make you think that he's a villain. It's very odd. Yeah, he's, like, framing himself as this guy who just wants to, like, keep Trigon from coming to Earth, but is, like, relishing in the fact he's like, I'm gonna cut you. He, like, kidnaps her and is like, I'm gonna cut you up and blah, 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 blah. He's like... Yeah, he's like a fucking he's serial like killer. serial killer. But he's like, I'm gonna keep Trigon I'm from coming. I'm going to coming. save this world. Like, I'm gonna save this world. It's like, what the fuck? What is happening? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, they just needed it to be gritty and dark for this episode, and it's it's dumb. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel right. If he was trying to summon Trigon, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, but... I feel like if they'd done that and they'd made it, like, uh, bolder, they could have had him be Brother Blood. They could have brought in that shit, because that would have made a little more sense than what the hecky we got. I, I th- I'd agree with you. I just think that it probably also would have been bad timing to bring in Brother Blood, especially because this guy gets brutally killed. Oh, no, it would have been terrible been... timing to bring in Brother Blood. I just think it would have made slightly more sense yeah, than yeah, this guy that. who's trying to stop Trigon. Well, they don't explicitly 
explicitly say Trigon, do they? They say, like, the Dark One. They say a bunch of epithets for Trigon, Yeah, I think. So I'm like, could they not get the rights <laughs> to the name yeah, Trigon who, is what I was thinking. Uh, they, probably, they probably just don't want to say it until, like, I don't know, the middle of the season. Oh, yeah, probably. Shit. But I just find it funny if that's the case. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, it makes no sense. Move on. Let, let's, uh... I'm going I'm to try to get through the rest of Rachel's story before we go into another tangent, because we're already uh, 25 minutes in. <laughs> what else is um, new? Uh, Rachel then goes to Detroit to meet Dick Grayson, because she's all scared and she doesn't know where to go. They don't explain why she doesn't call the police, but, I mean, Dick Grayson's a policeman, so it's fine. Uh, she stops at a homeless shelter, and she almost gets kidnapped, maybe, by uh, this one lady... And her evil wife is like, don't go with her. She's just going to kidnap you. Yeah, so... Even the lady's like, yeah, we're going to take you there. And we don't know if that's true. Yeah, Rachel's evil half, like, her... The darkness inside her, like, manifests in reflections, weirdly. And I guess it's, like, with black eyes. And it's weird. But I don't... That's... I find it... It's a weird choice. It's definitely a weird choice to me. It's very odd. She's, uh... She's getting chased by this lady because... Uh, she sees that there's somebody following her, and the lady, again, we don't know if she's actually evil or not. Her evil half might be unreliable, I have no idea. Um, so she throws a, in, in one of the most prescient moments in the episode, she throws a brick at a police car to get it to stop for her. Which I think is one of the smartest writing moments in the episode. Yeah. Because it's like, I need this car, I, I need the police to help me, so she just fucking throws a rock or a brick at it. It's like, I need to get out of here, so the fastest way is to get arrested. Yeah, so she just has the cop take her away. Um, she gets taken to police HQ, and then she tells Dick Grayson, or Richie Grayson, about all this crap. And she's like, oh, I know, your parents died. Uh, and you can help me. And then he's like, I don't know how to help you. Uh, I'm gonna try to find someone who can help you. And then she's like, all right, can you at least send someone to my house to, like, verify that, you know, my mom was killed? And he's like, yeah, sure. He does that. She gets taken by a fake cop who just walks in. Oh, we're not even clear if this is a fake cop or not because he, it's so unclear. We don't know if this is just a guy who like bought a cop uniform or if like there was like a mole working for the bald guy in the police. It's never really explained. No, and there's no point he, to explain it because he dies. Yeah, he. Well, he doesn't die. He Does just he gets not? knocked out. Oh, I, I was so hoping he died, but. <laughs> well, it, it, one of the few moments in this episode you hope. Robin would kill someone. I know, right? Uh, he, he just kind of gets kidnapped. Well, And it's so strange because he's like, he takes her in a police car uh, and then they drive away and then Richie Grayson is like, hey, can I get like a information on this police car that's taking this kid away? It takes them long enough that they go to the location that she's going to be like kidnapped at and sacrificed at for him to actually show up there and no one bothers to be like, yeah, other cops will show up there to help him. He has like no backup. It's extremely strange. Um, he's not in his Robin uniform either, so he's still like on the clock. I yeah, don't, I don't know what was going on. I don't. So I don't know if that was even a fake cop or not. Or it's it's, it's not, not clear. It's, it's never it's explained. It's not clear what's going on. And if they explain it, I'll be baffled. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, Rachel gets kidnapped by the cop, and then the uh, cult guy is like, "Oh, I'm going to sacrifice you. I'm going to be a savior to mankind, or whatever." And he starts like get ready to slice her up. Um, he gets ready to. Kill Dick Grayson whenever Dick Grayson knocks out the fake cop and he's coming up the stairs. And then Rachel's evil half comes out and then she turns into her bird form from the show, kind of. Yeah. And then, like, goes goes inside of him. And then he, like, throws up all of his organs and dies. Yeah, it's very graphic, but I'm like... It's very graphic. I, I mean, I don't care about that. That doesn't bug me. 
It's just odd. It's just it's an odd very it, choice. weird choice. This whole show is just weird choices. Yeah, I um, if I recall correctly, then Dick Grayson frees her from the chair, and mm-hmm. then they just get in his car, and then she says, "You know, my mom always told me the monsters aren't real. I think maybe they are, and that's just how the episode ends. It's not. <laughs> it's not a great line. It's just it a weird line." Yeah, you probably should have said something about Satan or, like, demons or, like... Mo- monster is an odd choice of word there. But let's uh let's backtrack now, because that's the byline for uh, Rachel for the episode. Yep. Let's go on to uh, Richie Grayson. <laughs> Richie Grayson! He is um hanging out in a police car in the beginning of the episode. You just see him going through a file. Uh, it has a picture of a kid in it. There's a picture of a guy which has, uh, I think, let off or, like, not charged on it. So you know, like, oh, yeah, he's going to get this guy that was let out of the system. He comes into this alleyway uh, in full Robin gear, and he's like, I'm only here for this guy. Everybody else leave. And they are looking around like, where's Batman? Which is baffling because they're in Detroit. And this implies that they know how Batman operates. Yeah, it's it's, like... it's, it's, It's... Odd. It's very odd that of all characters, they know, like, Batman and Robin's, like, pattern together. Like, Robin comes down, and then Batman swoops in from the top. and Or yeah. swoops down from the top. And it's just like, how do they know their fight patterns? That's what I find so weird in that moment. Yeah, they're in fucking Detroit. They're in Detroit. Like, it's this like, is in Gotham. Gotham. Batman ain't in Detroit, y'all. Like, they, even if they had just looked at him and went, where's the other guy? Like, that's that would have been... Like, because that's what's in the cartoon. Yeah. And that's, like, a more reasonable thing to say, where it's like, oh, I know of this person. I just know of them. I don't know what they do. But they're looking around like they're expecting Batman to swoop down. Yeah, they're like, uh, oh, where? they're like, where's Batman? And it's like, how do you even know who that is, y'all? They do, they even say Batman, which feels like it's like, oh, yeah, as if we we don't know. It It's very, like, uh, <laughs> you... You don't need to spoon feed us that this is Robin, Batman's sidekick. Um, so Robin says that, and then they start trying to get him. Uh, in a sequence that I can only describe as being definitely not reshot, but 100% uh, written at a time when they thought that Robin would kill people, he brutally stabs people with his, like, Robin batarangs. And, uh, his robberangs. His robberangs. <laughs> and he, like, shoots their guns at them. Yeah, he, like... and. It's because he's, like, holding a guy, and he's trying to shoot, and he's, like, aiming the guy's gun for him while the guy's shooting. It's some garbage choreography. It would be fine if it was, like, a Jason Bourne situation, but the issue is this is Robin, who's not supposed to kill people. And apparently later, uh, I missed it, but, like, whenever they're talking about it at the police station, they're like, yeah, this vigilante guy showed up, and he didn't kill anybody, but he beat them up. But even though he's, like, he stabbed that one guy in, like, the fucking neck. He, like, slit his throat. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, that, uh, I think he killed him. Um, I so stand they, by the fact that he killed people. I, I, I am pretty firm that in the initial cut, he killed people, and then test audiences didn't like it, so they're like, all right, he doesn't. And they just say he doesn't kill people, and that is what yeah. makes it okay. Yeah, uh, so he grabs the guy, he's like, if you ever touch your daughter again, I'll kill you. Then he, I, I forget if this is before or after he breaks his car window, scrapes his face against the glass, and then just starts beating on his chest with a stick. So it's like, no, I think you... Like, afterwards, it looks like he just says that and then just kills him anyway. Yeah. Like, it looks like he just starts beating the shit out of him until he's, like, dead. So it's it's very... Because he just, like, goes limp and his hand, like, drops in that really dramatic, like, 
this character's obviously dead fashion. So yeah, there's he keeps no hammering on his chest. Yeah, there is no doubt when you watch it that Robin killed this guy. Like there is no doubt about it. And the fact that they're yeah. like, no, he doesn't kill anybody, I'm like, you sure? Yeah, again, test audiences probably didn't like it. Or like a producer was like, yeah, he doesn't kill people. Which again, baffling when we get to Starfire. Um, yeah. As he wa- as he walks away from beating up these thugs, he looks uh, pretty much directly into the camera or just past the camera. He's looking he's looking in the direction of the viewer. Sure does. He just goes, "Fuck Batman." It's it doesn't it, it doesn't so, play at all. Why do you even? Why would you say that at that moment? You don't. Like, did Batman fucking molest you in this universe? Like, what the fuck? Like, what like, that's that, the only that, way you can read that. What did that see do to you? Like, cause, cause, like later. Um, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, let, let's talk about this. He um, he goes back to the police station. The police station. They're like, all right, we got a vigilante. Everybody work on it. And then the vi- the police station's also like, hey, Grayson, you got a new partner. It's this blonde lady going like, hey, I hear that you're from Gotham. And then he's like, oh yeah, you just keep to your business. I'll keep to mine. And then later, and she's like, wow, you're such an asshole. And then he's like, yeah. And she's like, you did not work out with your last partner. He's like. No, I really respected him. I really thought that he was a uh, not a crooked. He was not a crooked cop like everybody else in Gotham. He solved everything with his fist. But I just I felt like we had. He says more or less they have creative differences, which um, uh, as I was telling Hayden, I don't know what version of Batman they're talking about. They're casting a Batman for this. So, yeah. Uh, you have no idea. It's not Nolan Batman, obviously. It's not Ben Affleck Batman though, because Ben Affleck Batman just kills people. Like he he'll just shoot and kill people without really worrying yeah. about. It. So I'm like, unless. Unless Robin is, because, like, Robin is just as violent as that. I'm like, did you want him to, like, just fucking napalm all of Gotham and just, like, burn the city down? It's not, it's not clear. Again, unless you go off of the theory that he, like, took him whenever he was a kid and then he, like, diddled him or something because he has this thing against (laughs) pedophiles, which I I can't, I can't think of another word for it. It's so baffling that he would, the way he talks about Batman to his partner in the vague way that he does does not line up with him saying fuck batman it doesn't make any goddamn sense the two scenes were obviously written at different times during the scripting process yeah what they do is um they write dick grayson and robin as two totally different characters i'm like yeah some superheroes act different when they're in their alter egos but this is like night and day yeah he acts like a well the strange thing is when he first shows up, he's like, put down your guns. I'm only here for this guy. That's like a pretty standard superhero thing. And then at the minute he starts fighting, he goes like, I'm going to fucking kill all these people. It's so weird. It's like, it's that and inner that, teenage rage. It makes, it makes cartoon Robin seem like the most chill down to earth guy. You can and meet. like Robin has like some weird outbursts in the cartoon. Yeah. But this is like next level shit. <laughs> yeah. Like he's not in the Slate arc. Like, like fucking slicing Cinderblock's throat with like a fucking Robin ring. Like that's not. I mean, like he, not be- that he, he could. beats on his. No, but I mean, like he beats on his chest, and that's considered like whoa, 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 calm down. Uh, yeah. Or even like in some capacity, or like when you see him beat up a robot, it's more that it's not like him killing somebody, which it definitely seems like it is here. So he is back there, and then she's like, "Wow, I guess you're not an asshole." He's like, "Yeah," and you can tell he's going to bang his partner. Oh no, they are setting up that sexual tension. And uh, I can't. I have no idea who she is. Um, I don't care no who she is. No disrespect to the actress, but uh, she's incredibly boring. She's a tie to the police. You don't care that Dick Grayson is a policeman. It really doesn't matter. 
everybody in the police station looks bored and unhappy to be there which i mean is again probably setting up for the scene of like yeah the titans need to come in and clean up the city but like you just you don't care you don't care about anybody in the police station um so it's not great yeah they don't make you care about the side characters at all which i feel like is such a writing flaw in this because i should go into this so if something happens to these characters i should feel something i should care but i yeah don't uh, <laughs> rachel's mom you kind of care about but she dies so quickly that, and so jarringly yeah they don't really give you time to like care honestly yeah like even if she had gotten kidnapped i'd have think i would have thought that would have been better but she just gets brutally murdered so it's like all right i don't know anybody now the only people i really know are the perspective characters um moving forward though as we said uh dick grayson gets told like hey you're good with kids right so then he goes in and talks to rachel and he says like oh, i'll find somebody to help you because i can't um then he uh finds that she's missing sees that she was taken away by a possibly fake cop goes in uh knocks out the potentially fake cop who we don't know if he's a fake cop or not he's wearing like his regular police uniform uh so he's not robin at this time i at feel least, I, yeah i feel like that character must have been a mole because there is no goddamn way someone who doesn't have clearance and or any of that would be able to just go into a police department walk into a cell get this kid and walk out like nothing is happening. So I feel I, like he has to be a mole. I am holding out hope I, that he was. I don't think so because this guy, the guy that got hollowed out and killed, one, he seemed like a, he he was on his own outside of the fake cop. or Because like he, he doesn't have like any backup. There's no like other like, you know, robed priest hanging out in the back of the room with him. He, he doesn't mention like any other people trying to help him. He always talks about, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, like, it's, it would be way too much foresight to plant a cop in Detroit, far away from where Rachel is living, to be like, all right, I know I'm going to kill her mom, and then she's going to, based on a dream that I know she had, go to this very specific police station. I know. I'm inclined to believe that that was just not... I think that was just a guy who walked in the building. I know. I know that that's the case. I just... Uh, it's dumb it's, it's really so dumb. dumb so i'm like let me let me have my head cannons uh so richie then says he'll help rachel and then they drive off into the sunset and that's like pretty much the end of their storyline for this episode yeah again uh you get the sense that he's got anger issues we don't know how he actually feels about batman because it's contradictory we don't know what batman it is so it doesn't really matter um and for the most part uh you know that he cares about kids, but you don't get an establishing scene of him talking to a kid in a nice way outside of him talking to Rachel, which is also fraught with, like, her being all, like, I know about your parents and being like, no. It's like, uh, okay. So you, it probably would have benefited from him actually talking to a kid and being like, yeah, I care about you. It, like, if, if the first scene was him talking to the kid that got, like, molested... And then, like, be and then the scene of beating up her dad instead of him just looking at a file, it would have been better. Yeah, because they don't even give you very long to look at the file yourself. Yeah. So there's it. It's a really shitty way of show don't tell. Instead, it makes him seem like a psychopath. Exactly. It does not make Robin seem like a very sane character, and it doesn't make you trust him. And he's Robin. You should trust him. 
yeah, he's supposed to be the nice guy. And, like, you again, they seem to be trying for that a little bit where they say, hey, you're good with kids. You should have had us have a scene where he's good with kids, not like, hey, you like kids and that you beat up child molesters. That's that's normal. Not, it's not the same thing. That's not, no, that's not how you establish that. Like, no, give me good show-don't-tell of him working with a kid and then as Robin going to avenge this kid. I feel like that would be way better. All right. Um... Now let's go on to our last segment, which is Corey pretty Anders. much uh, as uh, as Monty Python would say. And now for something completely different, uh, we cut to Germany, where a black lady with red hair—and I'm talking like red, red like hair, like pink hair. You mean reddish pink? That shit like is mauve, pink, honey. Mauve. <laughs> it's mauve. No, mauve. no, dude, it's just straight up pink. I think I think it's a little redder than that. It's like a, it's got an orangish tint. It is pink with red and orange highlights. There we go. I, I guess I guess so. Um, black lady with indeterminate uh, hair color <laughs> in a uh, purple. I, I want to say span leather or spandex or something. It's like, like a pleather dress. Pleather dress. Uh, wearing a fur coat is in a car wreck. The guy next to her that was driving the car has been shot. She's fine. She gets out. People are coming around the corner toward them. Uh, she looks... I, I forget if it's in this scene or the one where she goes to the bathroom next where she looks at her ID and then sees her name is Corey Anders. Uh, she goes back to the hotel where she sees that she's saying... She flirts a little bit with the hotel clerk. Uh, she's like, oh, can I go back to my room? And then the lady's like, oh, yeah, you rented the whole top floor of the hotel. And then she's like, all right. And she's like, uh, can, and she's like, would you like your usual? And then, and then Corey's like, oh, what's my usual? And then the clerk is like, madam, you make me blush. So I don't know if she's having sex with that lady or what. Maybe, um, probably, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe she's ordering prostitutes. I, I have no idea. Um, so she goes up there. Uh, there's not a lot. Like it's very lavish. Uh, she goes and looks in her closet. There's this guy who's like bound and gagged. And then he's, like, saying, like, she betrayed uh, this guy called Constantine. And then she's like, oh, what the hell is happening? And then he's pretty, it's pretty vague on, like, what's going on. So she, he gets free. And she's, like, trying to get information because she has amnesia. And uh, he tries to attack her. And then she, like, beats the shit out of him because she finds out that she has super strength. And then he's like, oh, just let me go. Let me just go. Just go see Constantine. He's looking for you. And then he's like, are you going to let me go? And then she just snaps his neck, even though he's, like, yeah. pretty much done. She kills him for really no reason. Um, they like have like this little mini fight sequence. She punches him once and punches throws him across us. the room. Well, no, she like punches him, grabs a glass, breaks it over his head, then throws him across the room. Because you know, if a character oh, yeah. grabs a glass in a fight scene, you know, yeah, it's gonna get broken on somebody. Obviously, that is prop class. that's what you do. Yeah, which fine, whatever. Um, then she goes. Uh, she switched between speaking like German and uh, Czech or Russian. I can't. Tell I don't which, know how the letter is. I, I could recognize the German. Um, so she goes to this nightclub. She's looking around. She's like, oh, this is fun. And then she goes up and Constantine's like, oh, you ran away from me. You betrayed me. You ran off with this guy. And we have no idea who that guy in the car was still. Uh, so I guess they're setting up like this Jason Bourne style thriller thing with her. Um, I guess. And that's kind of what uh, it yeah. wants to be. I can tell it like yeah. wants to be like dark and edgy, so you can cut it yourself wants to be on the edge. It wants to be heroes, and heroes is a great show. Well, yeah, and it, I think that heroes builds itself up a lot better because like you don't get a lot of this action going on at the same time, and like when they cut across, you actually feel like it's like oh, these are these very different stories. 
And what this show is doing is it's relying so heavily on the uh, hype of Teen Titans. Yeah. That it's not letting itself just kind of be its own thing. Yeah, and it's not also being terribly faithful to Teen Titans. It's relying on the hype for Teen Titans while also trying to be an edgy uh, Riverdale-style show. Yeah, exactly. Or like a hero-style thing. It's it's trying to be too many things at once. All right, so um, Constantine, this is going to be the shortest section just because it's so... Yeah, and Starfire didn't... Like, there wasn't really a lot that happened. Yeah, um, Constantine's like, you betrayed me, I loved you, and then Starfire looks at him and... Uh, I think she says it in English. Yeah, really she's no like, reason. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I didn't love you back. And then he's like, ah, and then he goes to sure and she's like, no, wait. And then he shoots at her, and then she uh, activates her firepowers probably by accident and uh, torches him and the goons that he has in the back. Uh, somehow, the picture that he has on his desk, uh, they're all dead, by the way. Yeah, they are all, like, scorched to bone, essentially. Starfire has killed four people in the first episode. She sees on the desk there's a picture and it's labeled rachel roth who is raven as we said so then she leaves uh we cut away um back to uh rachel and britchie and then they drive off into the sunset and then the very end of the episode we see like i think it's like a best buy or a kroger's or something like that uh you see that there's a security guard looking at footage by the way the security guard is looking at footage of like a jungle like it's very on the nose for what's coming next and it's all green like all all the TVs are playing, like, this green, lush jungle footage. And then he sees, like, a tiger's in the video game section. The tiger grabs, like, a video game. He shoots at it, uh, misses. The tiger gets away. And it's a green tiger. So you know what's going on. The tiger turns back in the woods into a naked uh, Beast Boy. So Garfield video games. He- he's green for, like, I want to say, like, two seconds. And then he turns white because I guess they didn't want to paint him green. Yeah. And then he runs off with a video game. It's, uh... <laughs> it, it definitely happens. Beast Boy's in the episode. He's, it, he's uh, there, he's not just green, not... Though. He's not green. It, it's so weird. And I hate that he's not green all the time. I also hate that it, his clothes... Disappear whenever he transforms. Yeah, like, don't, like, kind of melt into his person as they're supposed to in all iterations. Um, It's gotta be realistic, Aiden. This show about magical people has to be realistic. Obviously. And also the fact that why this is something that comes up for me. I'm like, I get that his hair is still green, but um, why are all of his like transformations green, but he's not? And I, I'm so confused. Yeah, he he also looks like deeply in pain whenever he transforms. Yeah, I'm like maybe we could chalk that up to he doesn't have control over his abilities fully. Yeah. But I'm interested to see, because in some of the trailers, they show, like, he could transform really quickly. Yeah, I'd agree. And I'm like, okay, cool, yeah, fine. But what is with this, like, super painful transformation portion, then, if he's just, I don't know. It. Yeah. This, show, this show's not, bad. It's not great. So, I have no idea how Starfire and Robin are going to interact. I don't know if they're even going to get together because he might be dating that blonde cop. Which, again, that'll be incredibly boring. She is... She has no substance. There's nothing really about her in the first episode. And I'm not terribly into Robin and Starfire. Even in the cartoon, I don't think it's great. But I'm like, I don't know how they're going to go into that. They don't even last as a couple in the comics. Yeah, so. he uh, they start dating and then he pretty much immediately breaks up with her to go join the Justice League. And in the movies that we discussed, the uh, direct-to-DVD 
Teen Titans movies, their relationship is also incredibly boring. Yeah. It's literally like, oh, hey, we're going to go do the do. Even here, here, this cop is just, again, no offense to her. Like, it could have been a dude. It could have been a chick. Like, it doesn't matter what you give her. She's just there to be exposition for Robin. Like, even if it was a gay relationship, which would be somewhat groundbreaking, it would still be boring because it's like, I don't, this is just some guy. You don't care. And, like, arguably, if you're coming in because you like Teen Titans, which is probably what this is for, it's for fans of Teen Titans in some capacity, you wouldn't care. And I can't speak for people that haven't, consumed anything teen titans who may watch this but uh leave a comment below if you care about the blonde cop because i can't imagine anyone really giving a fuck about these superhumans dating super normal people you're not really here for that i would think no i'm like i'm here for the titans for like to see how they're characterized yeah. i'm here for interesting story and i got none of that None of that so far. None of I'm that so side. far, and I'm super I'm disappointed. Uh, where's our boy? <laughs> uh, I I know. Normally, even in the comics uh, and in newer adaptations, Blue Beetle replaces Cyborg as the member of the. We don't even Titans. get Blue Beetle. Uh, not so far. I know that there's other Titans that are going to join later. Uh, Hawk and Dove, I know, were announced. Literally, episode two. I know. I've read that Wonder Girl shows up at one point. Okay, which makes sense because she's part of the original. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's odd that they only advertise the main four from the cartoon. Because, again, I understand that is the most popular one. Like, comics don't sell nearly as well as the cartoon did. That is still the best-selling yeah. Teen Titans thing ever. Uh, It's really hard to um parse out exactly how this show is going to go. I can tell you right now the first episode was not good. It really wasn't. It was very disjointed, Awkward. awkwardly written. The dialogue was weird a lot of the time. And I feel like the show, some of the writers know what it want. they want it to be. Other ones are like, but we want it to be this way. It feels like a bunch of ideas just kind of slapped together. Yeah, and I agree. And some, it's like, yeah, we want to kind of lean towards the cartoon that you guys love. We want to lean into the comics. But we're just kind of going to fuck with all of that, make it our own thing, and it's going to be garbage. And yeah. that is my opinion. <laughs> I I respect attempts to make Teen Titans your own thing. And again, like, I think even the framing of, like, Rachel at the beginning with her mom isn't terrible. I'd argue the thing that baffles me is her loving the circus, and that's, like, this weird moment of, yeah, she's a kid. And then, like, her mom dies, and that's just her arc now is just probably her going to be sort of handled by Richie Grayson, and she's going to she's gonna be the kid of the group. She's going to she be, is. like, all of their adoptive daughter, and that's not... Raven. Great. That's not Raven. And that's not that's not even, like, a character type that people like. No. I, I, I can't think of, like, yeah, this character has cool powers, but she needs to be taken care of by everybody. That's not the same thing. It doesn't make her feel like a team member. It makes her feel like, again, a kid. Yeah, so I'm worried about that, and I really hope that they will adapt her character and make her, like, interesting and strong in her own right. Because I don't want her to yeah. have to be babysat. Like, I've read enough about this character, and I love this character enough to get pissed if they write her that way. Like, she's yeah, I... the most coherent character in this series so far. So I'm like, please don't ruin that. 
Give me something to look forward to week to week. Ryuji, that is enough. Sorry, my dog has opinions too. Your dog also is really hoping that Rachel turns out well. I hope that Richie Grayson stops going to the police station so much. I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't care. care. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see... He's going to start going out to dinner with the blonde cop, and she's probably going to die at some point. Oh, yeah, and, and I, that's going to be, like, a big that. plot point. No, I'm calling that right now. It's going to be a big plot point. It's going to be his point of character growth, and it's just going to be a fucking mess. Yeah, and I, you don't care. The thing is, you will never care about his time at the police station, because you're not here for that. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't talk to anybody. There's no meaningful relationships there, which why would there be? You're not here for that. No, it's like, I'm not here for, if I want to watch a show about police, I will go watch Gotham. I will go watch Gotham. Yeah. Because that show is actually quite fucking good. You can watch Gotham or you can watch any other cop procedural. Like, it's not, you don't see him, like, all the other cops there feel like extras. Even the blonde cop feels like an extra. They don't give you any reason to care about any of them individually. And it's just, I know that he's going to waste so much time there. Like, there's going to be so much screen time of him just sitting at the police station, talking to the blonde cop, or, like, going through files. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, yeah, I gotta look up this information on, like, the Trigon cults or whatever, just at the police station. It's gonna be boring. For, I, I hope he gets fired from the police station pretty quickly, actually. I'm, I'm hoping for that, so that that way he can just focus on being Robin, and we can have that. Because otherwise we're going to be stuck with a whole lot of... Sex with blonde lady. Yep. And just police sitting in the police office getting exposition. And I have no fucking clue what Starfire is going to be up to. Like, I have no desire to see anything of this show, honestly. But we're here. In for a penny and for a pound. It's going to be terrible the whole way through, and I'm ready. We're going to watch it all the way through. I've I've heard it gets better. Uh, We'll see. We'll definitely see. Yeah, I've heard that it does improve, but as far as first episodes go... Why? <laughs> I I think I might end up liking Rachel a little bit more than I do right now. Uh, I definitely don't feel myself liking this version of Robin, which no. is pretty consistent. I, I've really only liked the uh, cartoon Robin, like the Teen Titans cartoon Robin. Yeah. Every other iteration of Robin I've ever seen, I've been pretty underwhelmed by. Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, or... Tim Drake tends to be too lighthearted. Dick Grayson tends to be a little too lighthearted. Jason tends to be a little bit too much of an asshole. Yeah. Like I thought the cartoon blended them really well. And Damien, God, just go watch episode zero or listen to episode zero to hear me complain about Damien. No, I don't like Damien Wayne very much. I also really, I really like Tim Drake. He's probably next, like, like he's one of my favorite Robins. It's like, I mean, I only like two of the Robins, so that's not saying much. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's four. You like two of the four. And not counting, like, the one from, like, was it Frank Miller, Batman? Yeah. Because Frank Miller's a fucking asshole. Welcome to Titans, where you don't like a lot of things about DC. Uh, I think, though, um, I think that's time. We're at about 56 minutes. We're almost at an hour. Uh, any final thoughts for our first episode? Um, I'm holding out hope that the series will somehow get better and draw me in and the characters will be more consistent and coherent and maybe remind me of like the series that I love, whether it's comics or cartoon. So I, I'm trying to love again. <laughs> I want to love again. Exactly. I'm trying to keep an open mind, but the first episode made it very hard to keep an open mind. Were you, uh, were you checking your phone during the episode at all? Uh, sure was. <laughs> 
I knew it. I know. Uh, I I want someday to do like a live stream of us talking about this because I want I want you to have footage of uh, Hayden checking her phone in the middle of me talking. Well, the thing is, I I listen. And I'm listening to you. I'm just so ADD that I have to. It's all good. I'm also trying to control my dog. Be quiet. At the same time, but anyway, final it's thoughts, Bradley. You know, stop uh, shitting on me. I'm not. I'm not shitting on I know, you. I'm just I think it's you fine. Shit. It's fine. Okay. Um. I. I really. I'm torn because, like, if it's bad, we can laugh about it. If it's just. The thing that I'm most afraid of with Titans is that it gets boring. I think the blonde cop stuff with Robin is going to be very boring. Uh, I have no fucking clue what they're going to do with Starfire. Starfire's either going to show up to try to save or kill Rachel. Yeah. Because she's got that picture. Uh, if Starfire's like trying to kill them for a little while, I think that'll be a little bit frustrating. Um, I don't know how much they're going to bring in the alien stuff, because that's... Like, the, the supernatural and the alien stuff kind of clash a little bit in Teen Titans. That's why they're, like, segregated into different episodes and seasons. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go. I have no idea how Beast Boy is going to be integrated into the story. I miss Cyborg. <laughs> um, Same. I really miss Cyborg. I miss our boy. I, I think that uh, it's probably not going to be until the middle or the end of the season until they actually form the titans if they even do it all i'm not even sure if they're going to form a team uh, judging by one of the trailers that keeps playing on youtube yes they do form a team okay i i think that that will be decent at least i hope that that's good i just hope that uh when they're not fighting their relationships get a little better because i don't want uh daddy dick grayson taking care of rachel while she's dealing with hashtag relatable teen emotional problems uh along with like beast boy just being like yeah i'm here to play video games and make jokes and that's all that he gets uh and i don't want starfire to just be there to have sex with people and like kill people yeah that's not what i'm that's not what i'm here for i'm not here Uh, for slut fire And, uh, yeah, uh, as we discussed in the last episode, that's not based on how she is here. If you're angry that she's black in this show, go fuck yourself. Because she's literally of color in the original. She's an alien, y'all. Why does it matter? don't. She's orange. She is orange in the original fucking comics, so fight me. Yeah, Yeah, that's not the problem. The problem is that this one seems to be a very closely based on the New 52 Starfire, who kind of sucks. I would recommend reading David Willis's DC is Bad at Math comic to understand that Starfire in the comics is a really bad representation. At least that adaptation of Starfire is really bad at sort of getting at the heart of what people loved about Starfire in the original comics and in the cartoon. And I think the Titans might be remembered as being like edgy young justice of trying to really hammer in that demographic of hey you're in your 20s 30s 40s you remember teen titans why don't you want to watch a gritty live action yeah it's like hey you're older now let's shove this gritty shit in your face and you'll love it tell you tell you the same story of the girl who's like ellie from the last of us or whatever uh being saved by like an older dude who who's kind of grizzled and sad who's dick grayson and then include a wacky sidekick and beast boy and like a sexy lady in starfire i really that's basically i really just don't want it to be that typical but it will be calling it i'm calling it now 
Also, uh, whenever I say that I ship Robin and Raven in the cartoon, that's in the cartoon. I really profoundly hope that that be- doesn't become a thing at any point in any season of Titans because I he's mean, like in his twenties and she's like fifteen. I mean, he hates pedophiles, so let's hope he doesn't. Become I mean, yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my concern is that this runs for like let's say three, four, five. If this runs for like five seasons, which I would be shocked if it did, I'm gonna laugh. Uh, if this gets I- six seasons. Yeah, that would that would be heartbreaking if this lasts longer than the original cartoon. Um, I think that if they ever do something with that, I will probably feel a little sad and grossed out, uh, especially depending on how they write Rachel. Because I, I already am like, I don't really like the way they're presenting Richie. Conceptually, a guy that hates like pedophiles or people that mistreat kids is fine, but they don't show him interacting with enough kids to really make you like him. They just show him interacting with, like again... a a blonde cop who you feel like he's probably going to have sex with. Oh yeah, no, if, she if he, is there for like Dick Grayson's boner to be yeah, super blunt she, about if, it. If they don't have sex, then almost certainly she's going to get killed anyway. Like yeah. she's going to die. She's there. She is plot fodder. She is plot fodder. Either she's going to have sex with Dick Grayson or not, or she's definitely going to die, or she's just going to, like, disappear from the show. She's not important. You know she's not going to be ultimately part of, like, the Teen Titans, or the Titans, I should say, because they're not teens. Like, two of them are. Yeah, two of them are. Beast Boy and Rachel. And I'm not even sure if Beast Boy's a teen, I come to think of it. He seems, I, like, uh, maybe 17, 18, but you yeah. can't really tell, because, you know, we don't get much. Do you... Do you think Beast Boy in this show will vape? Did you say will vape? <laughs> will vape. Do you think he will vape to be hip with the kids? I don't fucking know, dude. I hope not. But, you know, I know I know more adults who vape than, like, teens do. So, I, I'd be... Fair enough. I'm more... Prone to think that Starfire will start pulling out a vape, if anything. <laughs> we, we, uh, people in the comments, I want you to tell us, uh, the Titanomaki podcast crew, who do you think in Titans is most likely to vape? <laughs> that's the, that's the question. That's the we'll question of the episode. On. Who do you think is most likely to vape? Who's <laughs> going to own a vape? All right. Uh, well, <laughs> thanks everybody it. for listening. That's at about an hour. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you didn't, well, that hour's gone. You're never getting it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're going to hear more of us at some point yep. whenever we watch more and record more of this. So uh hope you enjoy it. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.